We believe better patient experiences begin with a commitment to every aspect of healthcare. This is Full Circle Healthcare, a MedSphere podcast. Hello and welcome to the Full Circle Healthcare podcast presented by MedSphere. I'm your host today, Tyler Kern. And on today's episode, we're discussing how to improve clinical and business processes in behavioral health hospitals. And we have an expert joining us who can speak to these types of things. His name is Dr. Michael Krupa, and he is the CEO and founder of TerraVista Behavioral Health Center. Dr. Krupa, thank you so much for joining me today. Oh, good morning. I'm really happy to participate in this. Well, I'm really excited to, uh, to get a chance to talk to you and to get your insights here on the podcast today. And so I want to start off at a high level as we talk about healthcare records and, and that sort of thing. So tell me how having a comprehensive EHR system has helped you care for your patients, perhaps especially during this pandemic. What are the benefits of having a fully functional system versus a behavioral health focused application? Well, um, it, it is so interesting that you're speaking to me. We're speaking together uh, about uh, 12 weeks, uh, 10 to 12 weeks into this uh, uh, COVID pandemic. And uh, I have to say, uh, one of the absolute best uh, implications of having uh, made the selection for CareView and, and for an electronic health record uh, at all is that the presence of COVID and the need for a number of my staff to be able to have the capacity to work remotely would just have not at all been possible were we not to have had this uh, multifunction capacity. So I can have social workers, for example, coders, uh, physicians, uh, physicians assistants, uh, APRNs work remotely. And, and, uh, and in fact, we have a COVID plus unit for patients here at the hospital that we developed uh, over the last uh, two months. And we can have providers sit external to a patient, use a um, video platform, have the full access to the electronic health record, be able to do their notes, be able to make orders, uh, review lab values, do all of that in one uh, common format that just would not have been possible were we uh, on a paper paper record. So um, if we can, I, I want to take you and take anybody listening to this podcast sort of back in time uh, to our uh, the point of where we selected uh, MedSphere and CareView. And, and that is that um, uh, I had this idea of starting a, a hospital from scratch. Our hospital is called Terravista Behavioral Health Center. It's located just outside Boston. And um, one of the very first decisions I needed to make was, would we use an electronic health record at all? And if so, uh, which one would we select? And, and I knew that this would in, be one of the most important decisions that I made as we launched the hospital. And um, both to do it at all, many places were still on uh, paper at that time, about five years ago when I conceptualized TerraVista, and then which one. Um, and uh, I hope I'm able to take uh, listeners through uh, both how we decided and what my experience has been of, uh, of CareView in particular. Absolutely, yeah. We, we can we will absolutely touch on that and, and kind of talk through that that process as well. Um, but before we get there, I, I wanted to ask just how behavioral healthcare differs from acute and how that might impact the choice of a healthcare IT platform. So when you were walking through that process, you know, tell, explain to the listener just a little bit about those differences between behavioral healthcare and acute. Yeah, it's a great that's uh, a great question and observation. And in fact, as uh, as listeners will know there are um, uh, choices that can be made that are either uh, electronic health records that started within the med surge world and appended behavioral health to it, 
or uh, pure play, as they're called, uh, behavioral health uh, companies that uh, focus exclusively on behavioral health and sort of build it from that that point of view outward. And I was very, first of all, I was uneducated, so I needed to become educated about what it was that I needed. I needed outside expertise to help guide me in, in all sorts of ways. Um, and I needed a platform that, or I, I evolved into knowing what I needed as a platform that spoke to the unique needs of behavioral health. Let, let's take a, um, a treatment plan, for example, as one of those sort of core needs. Uh, uh, there are several others, but, but start with a treatment plan. Really need a, a kind of collaborative um, platform, if you will, way that social workers, uh, physicians, uh, psychiatrists, as, as well as medical physicians uh, and many others can connect into this common platform and um, needed, uh, uh, that's not a typical thing. They're not a treatment plan designed in the same way within a med surge environment that includes both medical inputs, you know, what are the lab values? What medical condition does this patient have that's uh, what we refer to as a comorbid, comorbidities uh, of diagnoses that are that include both behavioral health and um and physical health, diabetes, uh, 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 CPO, uh, uh, um, heart disease, other other sorts of things that may play a role in um, in a psychiatric sort of presentation, substance abuse uh, issues that um, that have a medical sort of component. So um, we needed a platform. We were seeking a platform that uh, was going to have uh, both behavioral health and medical. Um, traditional sort of medical inputs, if you will, in one place. And um, I needed to become educated about about what was out there. We did uh, examine, of course, some pure play behavioral health platforms and and had had a number of reasons why we uh, determined that that was not the direction that we wanted to go. And and we've we've been satisfied with that. Uh, just another piece to, to speak to about this is is the regulatory environment. So um, behavioral health, we're, we're a standalone psychiatric facility, and we needed a platform um, that, uh, that would permit us to be uh, compliant with various CMS, uh, Centers for uh, Medicaid, Medicare Services, uh, compliant. We're a, we're a provider for Medicare. Uh, so those federal authorities, as well as our local Department of Mental Health, we needed features that would speak to regulatory needs of those uh, those regulating bodies, and uh, and uh, the, the platform we selected ended up uh, able to to accomplish both of those needs. In other words, a regulatory need and a the kind of practical team of people working together within uh, uh, around a patient's care and able to capture that within the medical record. Right, right, and you know, you you mentioned uh, a little bit earlier that that when you were going through this process of starting and opening TerraVista, I think you, you said about five years ago, um, that makes it a, a relatively new facility. So, you know, talk me through some of the priorities that were in your mind as you were learning about, you know, healthcare IT systems and learning about, you know, what you needed in a healthcare IT system. So kind of talk me through those priorities and that decision-making process that you went through that eventually led you to CareView and, and MedSphere. Well, um, uh, as has turned out to be uh, uh, around a lot of things of starting a hospital from scratch, I had never done this before. The team that I brought together uh, to to do this had never done this before. It was a, a quite audacious um, kind of thing to to to, uh, to take on 
it required, uh, you know, raising the money. It required finding a, a location that, that was going to work within Massachusetts. And it required selecting uh, just so many things that a, a, I'm a clinical psychologist that I would never be typically involved in. I mean, from food service and environmental services to, to again, something that's uh, the clinical side of things. And then ultimately, in this case, uh, electronic health record. And by the way, some other modules that are connected to it that were, that were really important. So uh, I started out, as I say, needing a, a bit of an education about what it is that I should have um, embedded in such. And, and they're kind of two different, I, I'd call it broad categories of features that I really uh, determined that I needed. I needed the clinical features. In other words, what, what is it that makes a doctor's and nurse's, a, a social worker's and mental health counselor's uh, job um, sort of the easiest and, and captured information in an important way? Uh, so a whole set of clinical things, which, which we'll talk about. But I also had a set of business needs. I needed um, and, and learned and determined that I wanted uh, things like revenue cycle, uh, where you're, you know, how do you produce a bill from the services that, uh, um, that you provide, which means how it includes how does the uh, record get coded. There's a whole medical coding process that goes on before a bill goes out the door. And I wanted it to be a system that already connected to an accounting package, which uh, which Careview does, and uh, I was I, I was I was also uh, became educated about learning the total cost of a system. So the whatever initial outlay there is, um, as well as what we're going to be the maintenance costs, if you will, and and those are not always evident. I mean, um, for example, one needs many more laptops if you have an electronic health record. There has to be end user access uh, via those laptops. There's a Wi-Fi system that has a, a different need when you're talking about needing 24-7 access uh, into the medical record. Um, uh, the servers, I mean, just sort of all sorts of implications when you're on an electronic health record uh, platform versus a, versus a paper, uh, paper platform. So I, I needed advice about um, just what were those um, structural elements that should be built into it. And then I needed advice about what would those all-in costs likely be, uh, because one does need a little bit more IT support, um, need more um, physical devices, um, uh, have to uh, um, contemplate um, uh, what it will be like if users are working remotely. Um, so, uh, you know, uh, secure uh, means of uh, virtual private networks of being able to get into this and have it um, basically uh, is, is um, intrusion proof as possible. We, we worried a great deal about uh, whether our system would ever be hacked. So that was another consideration that we need to contemplate as we, as we started. And um, so I, I also spoke as, as a part of my process of, of making determination of whether to use an electronic health record at all or not, uh, spoke with hospitals that were in the middle of implementing various systems. Um, ultimately, I came to speak with hospitals that use Medsphere, but, but I started by interviewing CEOs and IT people and clinicians in other institutions that were in the midst of converting from paper to an electronic health record. And the first, among the very first decisions I then uh, made and, and, and feel fortunate that I made it, actually, as time has gone on, uh, was to to start right out with this electronic health record rather than building on a paper platform and then converting over and uh, 
And that decision had financial implications. It was more expensive in the beginning to start with an electronic health record than it would have been to start with paper. Uh, but I observed how many of my um, colleagues out in the behavioral health world were struggling with uh, doing an implementation that started from paper. And um, uh, so I, I took the risk, if you will, of saying, we're gonna start this way. I also felt like if we were going to be a state-of-the-art hospital, and, and we really are in many ways, our physical plant is spectacular, our uh, the usability of the space for patients and visitors and, and staff is extraordinary, uh, it'd be hard to, to, to claim being a state-of-the-art hospital and not be on a state-of-the-art um, uh, electronic health record platform. And so that, that was another variable, I guess, that went into, uh, went into my thinking. Yeah, and you know, I think it's really interesting the way that you, you talk through those variables and trying to understand all of the various costs associated and understanding the implications uh, of starting with paper and then moving to an electronic healthcare um, record system. And so, you know, having those that context, I think, is really important because it, it is important to balance all of those factors, I suppose, both the functionality but also the cost associated. And having that full picture of information, I think, really led you to your final destination and where you ended up with this decision. And that to me is, is a really interesting process that you went through. Yeah, thanks. And I, I, um, I think we may come back to it in a moment, but again, as we started this podcast, we each made reference to the fact that we're, we're a meeting, we're talking today uh, about eight, 10 weeks into this uh, COVID pandemic. And, um, and I, I just, it comes back to mind for me again, that um, if we were on paper, we just could not have had providers working remotely, for example. We could not have coders who never have to step, step foot inside the building at all that can review the electronic health record uh, from a coding perspective totally remotely and have the, the, the bill, therefore, ready to go out to, uh, to our various payers uh, uh, in a much quicker fashion. And, uh, and, and their lives, uh, the providers' lives, certainly were influenced by COVID and, and having this capacity to work remotely. But a coder um, is able to, to be within our electronic health record and work remotely. They work remotely before COVID. They continue to do it through this. And um, it was just one of those unanticipated uh, impacts for me that I hadn't really thought through or been as aware of what that, what, how positive that would be over time as it's, uh, as it's uh, turned out to be. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're taking me exactly where I wanted to go next. And that's just talking about, you know, how you have found the CareView system to work with so far. So you're, you're talking a lot about the functionality and what it's allowed you to do. So explain a little bit more in, in depth how the CareView system has been to work with for you and how it's met your needs so far. Yeah, so let me let me talk if I can about um, kind of two different directions. So one is is just the technical pieces of what this system permits us to do. Um, it permits physicians and others to be able to review the record from the moment the patient is first um, evaluated, uh, even over the phone. I mean, we get all of our referrals just to sort of have listeners uh, aware. They come from emergency rooms. So we have virtually no one who's walking up to our front door or very few people even calling in advance uh, for an admission. And uh, it just means that we're, we're hearing a clinical picture of a patient um, before they even step foot in the building from, from an emergency room. So that attending physician, uh, that initial uh, um, nurse who's doing a nursing assessment of the patient is able to see 
what that initial presentation was uh, of a patient uh, directly within the health record. So that's really helpful. Um, they're able to do order entry as it's referred for ordering uh, the first set of medications that a, a patient is going to be um, taking. They're able to order labs. Uh, uh, they're able to, um, by the way, this, this integrates with our automated pharmacy system. There is, the listeners will know there are several that are out there. I don't need to say their names, but they're, they're automated um, dispensary uh, sort of systems and inventory control that really are just absolutely terrific and sort of state of the art with, uh, with uh, delivery medications. And uh, uh, CareView integrates with each of those, uh, each of those, uh, each of those systems making that piece uh, very efficient. I mentioned before the treatment uh, planning capacity. So in this age of COVID where we don't want people, uh, our treatment team meeting in a close space together in person, we want them to be uh, able to sit in their offices when necessary or just be on their laptop even meeting with a patient. They're able to do that uh, by, by going into CareView with multi multiple users in it at the same time able to see that electronic health record, make your notes, do, uh, do uh, the various things that you need to do. Um, and, and again, kind of comparing that to paper, that, that just uh, would not be possible. Uh, as is the case for other uh, behavioral health facilities, we have what are referred to as PAs, physician assistants. We have other medical doctors whose, whose role and function is really on the medical side, physical symptom side of things, as opposed to their, their direct psychiatric or substance abuse care. Each of those users can can tap into the system and both review the record in, in any way they want, and then make their own uh, make their own notes. And then finally, at the moment of discharge, uh, we have discharge summaries created within the system, able to be printed out in paper. A med list, by the way, doing med med reconciliation of a, of a patient's uh, medications, able to to have a, a final nursing meeting with a patient that reviews each of the pieces. Here's the next level of care you're going to go to or mind about the medications you're on, able to have that printed out and available for a patient and their family as they uh, leave the institution, able to have our utilization review uh, experts who, who are folks who have to review the chart for talking with insurers. They're able to go and look at the record and extract from it the things that they uh, need. And then I guess I'd just say lastly, back to that regulatory thing, we're able to have extractions from the medical record uh, done remotely uh, by, uh, by third parties that do required reporting uh, to various places, including, uh, including CMS, all within this platform that's electronic that lets these many different team members, both from a medical point of view, you know, that lead I said about the, that, that sort of piece of it, uh, as well as the, um, the regulatory point of view, uh, come in and, and billing, uh, be able to each use this same platform to come in, which, which kind of going back to the beginning of my selection process, that was what I came to know I really wanted. I did not want all of these to be existing in separate non-speaking pieces, uh, which uh, I've learned is one of the challenges of, of, uh, of, uh, of electronic health records. Right, right, absolutely. We're talking to Dr. Michael Krupa, uh, CEO and founder of the Terra Vista Behavioral Health Center. Doctor, one of the things that we've seen a lot in healthcare IT media is that there is frustration on the part of providers with the extra time that many systems require to enter patient data. Is that something that you have noticed and that is, has that been your experience? And if so, how do you view the use of, uh, of an electronic health record system in, in providing care? It's a great, a great and important question, including 
um, in particular, the, the, the uh, greatest number of uh, people who may come to use this or, or any other system for, for that matter, is going to be converting from paper to an electronic health record, right? That's the biggest hurdle to, to, uh, to sort of get over. And um, um, I, I have a, a, a few observations about it. So first of all, anyone who comes to TerraVista, any provider, they already know this is one of the requirements of the work. They have to be comfortable with what it means to now be using a computer and, uh, and entering data in that way. And as you could imagine, there are generational differences. I mean, these, these differences don't travel only with age, but, but you could imagine anybody who's 20, 30, 40 years old, they've been used to uh, using a, a laptop, a device of some sort, uh, you know, from, from, from inception, from when they were, you know, when they were toddlers practically. And uh, people who are my age, I'm a little bit older than that, uh, we, we may or may not have come to be that, particularly as a, as a practitioner. It may or may not have been part, it certainly wasn't part of our early practice history. It, it, it to varying degrees, has likely sort of come along over time. So, um, uh, so it's a, it, it certainly is important that people, it's funny, the, 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 the most important skill uh, is being able to type. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, you know, those, those folks who are really facile with typing quickly find that, uh, it's really doesn't present much of a barrier at all. And those folks who are still kind of hunting peckers and haven't, haven't, uh, really used, uh, uh, you know, d d not as facile with using computers generally. They, of course, are going to have more of a more of a struggle. Um, by the way, this platform does integrate with some of the third-party um, uh, uh, voice recognition software, and we do have practitioners who found that to be a helpful aid, uh, and it's worked uh, it's worked terrifically with that. So, so those folks who want that kind of aid to entering notes uh, have found have found it to be helpful. But I, but I think it's, um, I think the, the most important, uh, piece to kind of call out here is, is this, uh, recognition together that a paper chart with different handwriting, um, and the struggle that any of us go through of reading something from a, um, from a typed page versus trying to decipher the handwriting of, uh, physicians, nurses, everybody in that chart. I mean, it, it, it is nearly goes without saying, but it, but it's important to call out just how much of an improvement in care, a, a probability of reducing errors, uh, of being able to read off those medications from, uh, from what's a, um, uh, a typewritten page versus somebody's, uh, handwritten notes. Uh, extraordinarily different, uh, very different for regulators coming in and reviewing a chart to make sure it's compliant. If they have to fight through reading the poor handwriting of, uh, of any member of the, of the care team versus being able to see that as a, a typewritten page, it's just enormously and obviously more helpful. Who of us wants to read handwriting uh, that uh, varies in its, um, in its uh, style and its uh, legibility? Uh, versus being able to read a printed page and uh, it's, it's uh, typewritten. Uh, th that's just enormously, enormously important, and it and it has a certainty of reducing the probability of errors. Right, right. No, that that absolutely makes sense. And you know, God help the person that tries to read my handwriting at any point. And so I I, I absolutely understand um, the argument there. And I think that 
I think that what you're saying makes a lot of sense because, you know, if you take the time on the front end to to type it out and reduce errors on the back end, reduce time spent uh, trying to decipher handwriting uh, on on that on that side, then in the end that that balances out and really makes it worthwhile to make sure that that the records are accurate and that people are able to easily read and communicate what they're seeing in charts. And so I, I think that that um, that makes a lot of sense just in terms of how it improves o- operations overall. No, it's, it's absolutely true. And um, I just think the other to, to the question that you, you posed about, does it take more time? Um, I'm actually not certain because I haven't done the time studies to look at the overall time. If you measure only, can you sit and write a handwritten note versus sitting and typing it? It's, it certainly is possible that there's a greater ease and, and that it goes faster by just sort of scribbling out a note. Uh, but really, the, the notion of time has to include these other pieces. Where do you go in the chart to read what that initial note was? Where do you go to look for the meds um, as they were written out? How much time does it take to decipher that handwriting versus uh, something that's typewritten? So it, once, if, if you were to do the, the kind of analytics of looking at a total time, uh, uh, I, I'm not certain that electronic health record does add, add any time or, or create the need for more of it. And I, and I will say this with, with absolute certainty, and that is that um, all of our practitioners, once they get acclimated to really this or any electronic record, I just sort of say any of them, once they get acclimated to it, they're, um, they're the quote, friction costs of that time within the chart uh, get to be many fewer. I mean, we have practitioners that come in that are not comfortable with an electronic health record. In the beginning, uh, our IT person, Tom Fight, has spent a lot more time educating them. There certainly is provider variability. Some people pick it up right away and need very little uh, further attention and others who, who just need more time. Um, over a bit of time, and I don't mean over years, I mean over a matter of weeks, uh, people acclimate to what the interface looks like, about how to use it, about how to make certain and save in certain places, et cetera. And uniformly, uh, their, uh, um, their comfort with the electronic record, health record grows. And, and I would dare to say that it'd be a rare practitioner once acclimated would ever think that it would be better to go back to paper and pencil in some way. I, I, I mean, I am pulled them, but I, it, sort of hard to imagine that that anyone would advocate going backwards once they've uh, once they found their way right so uh, doctor do you feel like the the revenue cycle management component of careview has improved facility revenue over what it would be on on, on paper you know or, or with a, a different type of solution yeah it's a great great question as you and as you heard in the beginning of my um, my contemplating which which uh, which platform to use I really uh, knew enough to know that I really wanted the revenue cycle, you know, patient registration, a place where you enter the authorization for care, all of that business to be integrated, electronic health record to be integrated with our uh, accounting uh, platform and and, uh, CareView and MedSphere uh, brought that to us. It was was one of our selection needs. So um, I can't speak to what it would have been like were we not to have used this platform, right? We, we, as you heard, we've decided right from the beginning we were going to Use an electronic health record, and the corresponding pieces. Insight is the is the piece that with Medsphere is the revenue cycle, and um, it's it. And I I know uh, both for the support we didn't really talk about that, and I hope we should get to that in a little bit about what Medsphere has been like uh, as a support company. 
but I, but I know that we can do these analytics of, of looking at, for example, how many people do we have in-house uh, patients where we, we choose not to drop the bill till they, uh, till they are actually discharged. We're able to see how many charts are sitting there ready to go uh, for billing but are awaiting the coding piece, right? We can track that, that bit of what that time is. We can track uh, the time from the bill actually went out to the insurer, went through a clearinghouse and was uh, noted to be received. And then when do we when do we get the money uh, actually in house? And um, the electronic health record can't, and the corresponding uh, revenue cycle piece, it can't do anything with with speeding up the insurance company when they pay. Right? Once it's out the door, it's a clean claim. Uh, that now is something we need to manage directly with the insurance company. But what this product does do, and any of them should do, is let one look into those analytics and also reduce that time with the chart sits in a queue, if you will, and the bill sits in a queue, unable to be produced um, because the coding isn't done, right? That, that process that's necessary for any healthcare institution uh, to do, which is that you, you review the chart for what are the proper codes, the billing codes to be used to, uh, to send a bill out. And um, by having an electronic health record, we're able a, to, to manage that, measure it, watch it. We can, we can look over the shoulder of the coder, if you will, and see how many charts are waiting to be coded. And really importantly, we reduce that time. I mean, we, we produce coded charts within our institution with a matter of sort of hours to days. It's, it's no longer than, than one or two days that a patient is discharged and the chart is waiting to be coded. And again, that's enabled um, by an external coder. That's a big deal all by itself. They're able to sit at home, sit wherever they want to be and view the, the record uh, as an electronic version. And you think about the alternative, we would have had to either have them sit here in the institution, in medical records, pouring through a, a bunch of paper uh, to organize the chart. First of all, that's a notoriously important thing to do within medical records, you know, make sure that each of the tabs have each of the uh, um, indicators of care have to review all of those and then and then add in paper a way that the, the codes are noted and then get that bill out the door. That now has been reduced to be somebody sitting in front of a computer screen with the full record in front of them and able to attach the appropriate codes uh, before uh, the chart goes out the door. That's a really important part of that revenue cycle that's controllable by an institution uh, to be as short as possible and therefore to result in both appropriate, it's, uh, emphasize appropriate reimbursement, not um, under nor over what, it, what it's supposed to be, and as expeditious as possible for those variables we control within the institution. You know, you mentioned, um, you know, talking a little bit more about the support that you've received from Medsphere as a, as a partner and, and working together. I was wondering if you could just go into a little bit more detail about how that support ha has worked for you and, and just kind of explain a little bit more about partnering alongside Medsphere and, and what that has looked like. Yeah, so um, that is probably the most important ingredient uh, in, in probably selecting any, or it's, it's among the most. It's sort of hard to ferret out. If the, if the basis of the product didn't work sufficiently, then it doesn't matter how much good service it, it has, it wouldn't be able to make up for it. So uh, you really need to have both, both pieces. But uh, in our case, um, as a startup, I, I really emphasize that was that's an enormous challenge for us and anybody who who kind of walks along with us uh, to come into this journey of being a startup. And um, uh, I mean, I just think I'm thinking back to the to the days when when Medsphere provided um, 
They're experts to train us in the use of the electronic health record. And again, I mean both the medical side of it, right? It required all of our staff to be trained in how to use it. But it also these things like revenue cycle, right? The billing people, the intake and billing people had to be trained. And our building actually was not completed uh, quite on time for when for when uh, we'd already retained MedSphere. So we needed to do training in this remote site, set up a, um, a test environment, a, a um, uh, an environment where we had no patients, we had no real records, we had none of that, and we had to be training folks, uh, right, uh, for, the, for the use of it. And they were enormously flexible, both about the timing, the place. I still have in my head this image of setting all these uh, these computers up in a row in a, in a, in a big conference room and, and our users sitting there and being trained by, by the, the folks at Medsphere. And it, it, it had to be all, uh, you know, about make-believe patients and intakes, et cetera, because we, we, did, we didn't have any such uh, on board. And we needed to be ready with our first admission, which uh, came uh, four years ago this coming November, um, that those first admissions to arrive and have it actually work, right? Have all the pieces actually sort of work. So Medsphere was terrific in, in advance of that, of setting up all the systems, of being with us. They, they were here with us as we admitted our first patients to, to make certain that all of this was working properly. And then really importantly, they've been with us as we together, have, and I'm sure we've helped uh, Medsphere too, as we've added various features and, and helped them provide features that uh, that we really uh, that we really need. So we've worked together on that treatment planning uh, uh, process that I that I made a little bit of mention to uh, earlier. We're working with Medsphere right now on a, a more efficient way for us to bill what are referred to as Part B, the physician, the professional billing uh, part of um, of care within the behavioral health system. Uh, we want to have that uh, same platform usable for doing that Part B billing, and they're working closely with us to to develop that. So um, they've been they they were helpful to us in, in how this was priced. Uh, they recognized with us that we were a startup, so we wanted the um, the pricing of it to reflect our having no revenue to begin with, and then ultimately getting up to where we are now, which is a, a full scale hospital. And they just were enormously. Um, sort of flexible, participatory with us in doing that. And uh, it's it's just been such an important part of our launch here. Right. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned the, the pharmacy aspect earlier, and I wanted to take us back there real quick, because I understand that, that TerraVista is a beta test site for Medsphere's new pharmacy module. So how has Medsphere uh, been as a development partner? How, how have you worked together in that way? And do you feel like you've had input and influence with regard to application development and things along those lines? Yeah. So the answer to the to, to each of those questions is is yes. So with with pharmacy um, med reconciliation, this this process of reconciling what are the meds that, that a patient uh, presents with an emergency room, um, where do they get their medications, uh, uh, verifying what what those are at the front end, and then also on the back end, right about what the um, what those uh, what what are the pharmaceuticals that somebody's being discharged with, and uh, as I said earlier. Um, we use most places I think now use, and if they don't, they certainly will be uh, a um, a uh, um, you know the two most prominent com- companies are, are Pixis or Omnicell. We happen to have chosen Omnicell, but these electronic methods of of, of medication management and uh, um, and order entry physicians those all of those modules um, work with Medsphere. I, I actually can't reconstruct in time how many were already set up. Uh, before they ever joined us, but I know that it's been a, a pretty seamless process of 
of making sure that each of those uh, speak together. And um, they they just they work terrifically, and they needed to be. Uh, I think what um, any any system like this to be a quote state of the art needs to have that sort of uh, that sort of uh, integration, which uh, which this does. Absolutely. So what do you see moving forward? I know you mentioned a little bit earlier just how um, when it comes to support and working with MedSphere, you know, some of the ways that you're, you're building towards the future, but kind of talk about how you picture that that partnership between TerraVista and CareView um, really working together and moving forward. And how can MedSphere continue to evolve as, you, as your business grows and as things continue to progress? Yeah, so one of the areas that I that I set out as one of my kind of aspirational goals for for TerraVista as a whole uh, was uh, patient participation in their own care. So um, one of the the pieces that is sort of I don't know been notoriously there for all of healthcare is that the electronic health record is viewed as uh, and been used as something that principally has served the needs of the providers, right? You have a social worker, a doctor, a nurse who are able to collaborate and, and have put to record, put, put to, um, put to the, to the medical record, what their thinking is, what interventions they made, you know, this medicine, this lab, uh, et cetera. But with patients pretty removed from it, right? And patients not not um, directly, um, I mean, they have a voice about what happens, but not necessarily seeing it, not seeing what exists within that health, that health record. So my hope is that we will, and, and do it with MedSphere, but we'll evolve into ways to sort of solve this, uh, this issue. How can we have patients tie in, have access um, to, to, to the record uh, in a way that could be helpful for them? Uh, as they move on to other levels of care and not have it be such a mysterious um, record, uh, I guess, of, of what they're cared, that they, that they typically just don't have much access to. And it isn't that they can't. They, they're able to request it. Of course, we provide their, their record anytime they want it. Uh, but but I, I could imagine there being a sort of evolution where it's easier um, and the, the sort of interface and the opportunities become easier for patients to uh, kind of be more at the table of looking at and understanding what why this medicine why this and uh, I don't I don't quite have articulated fully what that looks like but but I could imagine um, that that'd be one of the pieces that sort of uh, that sort of evolves uh, not just with MedSphere but for all any one of these electronic health records and greater participation uh, of patients being able to see it have access to it etc. It's fraught with challenges, as you can imagine. It, it is protected information. You need to be certain that uh, it's not breached, right? Uh, it'd be catastrophic if uh, if somebody's electronic health record uh, was breached in some way. Um, so it's it's not as if it's a, it's an easy thing to solve. Um, but I could imagine that that'll be one of the things that evolves uh, evolves over time. So, Dr. Krupa, I want to give you uh, the opportunity here just to uh, to summarize um, your experience um, with MedSphere and the CareView system, and also just uh, talk a little bit uh, about anything that we haven't discussed up to this point on the podcast. So, uh, just in, in closing, um, you know, if you could summarize your experience and also mention anything that, that we failed to mention on the podcast so far. Sure. Um, well, I uh, guess to sort of in summary, I, I needed to make a really mission critical choice very early on before the building construction had even uh, been underway about whether to use an electronic health record or not and if so which one to use 
And as I said earlier, I, I did make this determination that to be a state-of-the-art facility, we really needed to use an electronic health record. I didn't speak much about it, but we vetted uh, 10, I think we ultimately had 10 companies that um, we'd used a third party to go out and solicit uh, um, uh, bids from and, and descriptions of what their products were. We narrowed that down to be three or four that came in and did in-person presentations. And uh, really importantly, I, I reached out to facilities that had used every one of these uh, to get to, to learn about their experience of implementing it, what was the team like, what was the product like, et cetera. And um, I didn't really emphasize this earlier, but I really wanted something that was that was very good value for the dollar pay. Um, there's great variation in what the costs of, uh, of electronic health records are. Uh, people may know that CareView evolved out of uh, a system called Vista within the VA. Uh, by the way, I didn't make mention this earlier, but it was a practitioner who had been in the VA and said, are you aware of uh, Vista? It's a good system. I used it when I did my training and I wasn't aware at the time. It was part of how I found my way to, to, uh, to Medsphere and CareView. Um, it's open source software. It uh, has it's been developed basically originally on, on you know, what all of us pay as taxpayers within the VA system. It possibly, that means it may be the, the oldest, most uh, long existing electronic health uh, record that exists uh, in the US uh, because of that history back in the VA. Um, so I, I wanted, I chose something that would have good value. Um, I was less focused on the fanciness of the interface, and, and that doesn't mean that it's a bad interface at all, but it just means that I, I was really focused on uh, what had the greatest functionality and what was uh, good value, good, uh, good, um, a good product for the, for the dollar that we spent. Uh, and, and then I, I just would emphasize again this uh, sense of partnership that uh, electronic health record, uh, whether you buy it and now are converting over for paper, from paper, or in my case, starting from scratch, really need a lot of hand-holding from the company that you select. And we found people who are interpersonally uh, terrifically skilled and, and just did a great interface. They had obvious, just complete depth of experience with what the product is. They, they know every bit of how those, uh, uh, those the, the kind of computer interface works. And, um, and they've been readily available. They're instantly available, actually. Uh, as you know, an electronic health record has to be available 24-7. It has to be here, at which it has been when the power went out and we went on a generator. They, they, um, uh, they, they, it, it is something that must be available all the time, and it, and it certainly has been. So I, I just emphasize my own experience has been, um, it's been very positive in that way. And, and perhaps lastly, They've been good a partner to work with to develop new pieces, new functionality that we really have found that we need uh, over time. So um, I just have been, I've been terrifically happy. I've uh, urged colleagues, not all of whom have taken my advice, but urged colleagues to uh, A, move over to an electronic health record uh, as quickly as possible if they're not on it already, and to certainly give this company a good look because I've been, I've been just so happy with them. Well, Dr. Krupa, this has been a, a really fun and and, and information uh, informative and educational conversation, and I've really appreciated your time and uh, diving into these topics with us and telling us a little bit more about how this has been beneficial for for your business there at Terra Vista and, and also just um, uh, been a huge a booster of revenue and convenience and that sort of thing. And so this has been a, a fantastic conversation today. And so I thank you so much for your time and for joining us here on the uh, Full Circle Healthcare Podcast by Medsphere. 
Well, thank you so much. It's been a very enjoyable experience. And everybody, thank you for listening to this episode of Full Circle Healthcare. For more podcasts just like it, make sure to head to uh, the, the Full Circle Healthcare podcast on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Make sure you hit subscribe and you can go back and listen to previous episodes and get future episodes right there on your mobile devices. We'll be back soon with more episodes, but until then, I've been your host today, Tyler Kern. Stay safe. Stay safe.